Hey, welcome back to the CCWSA podcast. I'm Rob High here in Oklahoma City. Uh, joined again today by my co-host, Phil Naiman. Where are you at today, Phil? I'm in California today. Good, good. Back home. Yeah, I just and got back from Wyoming. I'm going to ask you about that here in just a second. Uh, also got uh, our critical response team manager, Gary Eastridge, joining us again. And uh, the topic of this podcast will actually be helping Gary and I in the event that you're involved in an incident. So uh, real quickly though, Phil, where were you, were you, were you hanging this last week? What were you doing? I, I got a little insight to that, but why don't you share that with us? I have a, uh, I have an old acquaintance friend who uh, owns this giant ranch up in Laramie. So in the fall, I'll guide for him. Not, I'm not a real guide, but I go and I help out up there. I help guys get their animals and all that stuff. And uh, uh, one of my friends was lucky enough to draw a tag and he shot the biggest bull I've seen. It's just, it is so huge and thick and it looked like a Tahone ranch bull going up the hill, but uh, very blessed to be able to go out there and enjoy the, enjoy Wyoming and I got a cow elk and he got the giant bull elk and we tagged out in two days and it was a great time. So yeah. Let me know if you want to go. Uh, Big elk. The answer is yes. And then the second part of that is Gary and I will be anxiously awaiting an arrival of some meat. Uh, And, and so it doesn't go to waste. We'll make sure that everybody in the office gets to eat. How about that? I'll I'll send over some some jerky when I get that made because I think we were trading pound for pound for your wagyu if I remember correctly. <laughs> we might can work something out. <laughs> um, you know we we've talked on on several different points uh, for your post involvement if you're involved in a critical incident um, if you have to defend yourself and use uh, ultimate force, lethal force, whether it results in death or not. Um, some of the things to do to handle that. Um, but Gary and I, we get, we get stuff all the time. And you know, I know when we were talking about what to say, what to do immediately after an incident, one of those was to be brief with 911, give them necessary vital information but but that's all just cut it off because they're trained to keep you on the line one of the reasons for that is there is no privileged communication there that's absolutely one of the first things i was going to pull up as an investigator is to see if the story to 911 differed from the story that i got at the scene um how often did that happen not not all the time, but more frequently than you might imagine. Yeah. Uh, there would there would always be some differences in there, and which is understandable. If if you're talking about some somebody involved in a in a traumatic event, we talked about trauma memories and things like that. Things do get a little skewed, and and it's one of the reasons why uh, we fought to have law enforcement officers get two sleep cycles before they have to make a a formal statement. But there are some informations out there that we need to get to investigators that will be to your benefit, especially if there's witnesses or evidence or things like that, that we want to make sure 
don't get overlooked. They get picked up or documented or processed or interviewed or whatever the case may be. Um, but there are things that we can do ahead of time. And it, part of that is understanding the, the data mining that's going to occur if you are involved in an incident. So and, you you say the you say the term data mining. Absolutely. Um, what does that mean and how far back can it be mined? As far I back routinely, yeah, I was gonna say I routinely find information that is 10 to 15 years old on the interwebs. They if you put it in writing on the internet, no one can tell you how long it's gonna be there. And that that is the core issue that uh rob and i wanted to discuss today because you know we do uh we do fop national defense work as a, a as a uh sideline with with the local one of the co-owners of ccw safe sweet uh kyle sweet of sweet law now i think it's sweet dewberry and hubbard mm -hmm. but we brief officers prior to them going in for their interview and one of the things we tell them is shut down your social media don't get on it. Don't get baited into an argument on a news channel's comment section because those will come back to haunt you. I know of two officers that ended up having, having to explain comments they posted on a newspaper's commentary, their comment section under an article. Yeah, come uh, on, guys, use an alias. Yeah, well, the problem is with social media, a lot of guys do that, and, and we see it. One of my side jobs that I do here with CCW Safe is monitor our social media accounts just for, you know, we get the people that just want to be, uh, you know, stir up an argument or something like that or troll right. for a competitor. But the thing that really concerns me are the are the – let me put this tactfully, the less than smart comments that people make, mostly in jest, but five years from now when they're involved in a, a self-defense incident and somebody comes up with one of these comments, you've just built in another hurdle for your attorney to deal with. You're absolutely right. And, you know, I'm just teasing about the alias part because there is no anonymity on the internet. Everything is tracked down to your, you know, anyway, um, there is no anonymity and you could say something, you know, here's it's the same thing with texting, right? Yeah. A text doesn't have a tone. So I could text something to you and your frame of mind is what is the tone you're going to read into it you know and so it's it's i see more disgruntlements um between family members or something because they sent an innocent text but it was read on the other side with that person's mindset and and now it's a whole different issue so and, and even know, if you delete that it is discoverable by with subpoena you know, I had a good friend going unless through a, unless you're you're running for president as a female well, in 2016. Things can happen. Uh, I had a good friend going through a very bitter divorce. 
And my advice was do not put anything on social media or in a text or in an email. And I'm a fan of doing emails and texts for documentation purposes, but don't put anything in there you wouldn't want to read to that judge because there's a good chance you're going to get to read that to the judge. And if you don't, the other side's attorney is going to read it to the judge and hopefully you'll be able to explain it, but you may not even be allowed to do that. So the social medias, I mean, everybody's got Facebook, right? Um, there's some of those, I think Snapchat or whatever, they were supposed to have uh, some kind of messages that disappear or cryptic or WhatsApp or all these other things, but they're not right. I mean, let's, let's talk about that. They're everything you put in there, even though you think it's a top secret message going from uh, captain A to captain B, it isn't. Yeah. That, that was something that I, I dealt with a lot um, as an investigator, especially when I was working sex crimes um, people thought Snapchat was something that I send it to you. It was there for just a brief time and then it just evaporated until it shows up again in front of the judge. <laughs> and, and yeah, and, and somebody that, that knows the ins and outs and knows how to, how to write up a, a subpoena and a search warrant, all of a sudden I've got that stuff that you thought no longer existed. Um, it, it's just stuff that, I, I don't I don't ever want to leave that that open door for attack. Um, you know, we talk about all the time about, you know, checking your ego at the door if you're going to carry a firearm. But that that carries over even into the social networking stuff. I cannot be. Well, if, if we looked at the response from the state of New York to the Bruin decision, you know, that's one of the first things that they they're asking for now is they want to they want to be able to have the ability to go through your social media and, and make sure that you're not some some type of threat to them. Um, so, you know, we, we all we've said it before, you know, that the Second Amendment protects the first. And these are things that people are really pressing the issue and seeing just how far they can take things. And the worst thing we can do is, is be an advocate for them and give them the ammunition they need to shoot us down. That's just crazy. You know, one of the things is, especially on some of the politically charged stuff, it's how things are said, right? You don't have to, you put the vulgar this or vulgar that it's obviously it reduces everybody's IQ level. But you can get your point across in a way that you could explain to a judge later if you're a little bit more articulate than just F this, F that, F and this, F and that, two of those and two of these. You know and what? So, go ahead. I'm no, sorry. Good, I was just going to say what, what you're hitting on is exactly the issue with a lot of the, I, I break these down into two categories. One is the bad advice the bad suggestions on how to do things, the bad advice <laughs> on weapons. The uh, keyboard commando. A couple examples. The second is the thing, what, what you're doing is you're going in front of a jury and you're going to try to paint a picture of yourself as a law-abiding uh, 
taxpaying citizen that has compassion for your fellow human beings, but only had to do what you had to do. Yet the other side is going to take your offhand and it may well, half of the people I call out on these remarks are, well, it was just a joke, right? Well, you are now painting a picture of yourself as someone who doesn't value human life. When you talk about burying somebody in the backyard or they're only being one side, make sure the other person can't tell a story. You're first of all, you're, you're giving it, you're saying I will commit a crime even when I'm, I was justified, but I was willing to commit a crime to cover up uh, my non-crime. Uh, so you have now painted a picture of yourself potentially to the 12 people sitting on that jury who are going to decide the rest of your life that you're callous towards human life. I don't, Hey, any doubt I'll bear him in the backyard. What, what yeah, message I, have you conveyed? I, I've seen, I've seen a lot of those things. And I think <clears throat> the other issue you have is you're going to get lumped in with other people. So let's just say that you are not really that guy. You made an offhand comment on Facebook 19 years ago or whatever. 12 years ago and it comes back up now you may not be that guy obviously you're not if you're dealing with this company but somebody on that jury knows a guy like that that's at their work that runs their mouth and now you've just gotten painted with his paintbrush and it's not where you want to be you want to distance yourself from that so it's a very important thing that you have discipline you know, we run the firing line radio show we have we have a uh a facebook page and instagram and you know sometimes i'll make political comments about the lack of of i would say ideal leadership in certain areas but it's I, I never and i let guys do free comments i've very rarely had to take comments down and when i have it's somebody that i just block from the page or just don't want any any idiocy like that but um you know most most of the guys are pretty well i would say 98 percent of them are are okay you know some guys are uh, maybe a little bit more animated on certain issues than others. And there are better ways to express things, but you know, we, we just let the posts go and unless they're way over the top. Yeah. I, you know, my, my personal, uh, when, when I'm monitoring our social media, our, uh, Facebook comments, Instagram comments, as long as they're not advocating committing a crime, if you're advocating committing a crime, I'm going to tell you, we don't condone criminal activity and I'm going to delete the post. If you do it repeatedly, uh, I will probably end up banning you from the page. Uh, Which you have to. That's, it's just like if you're, if you're in a social setting and that guy, you're just going to remove yourself from the situation, right? Yeah. We as a company cannot allow people to talk about criminal acts and condone it by leaving that online. Uh, that goes, that flies in the face of, of everything that we're trying to do. We're trying to educate the concealed carrier that you have the right to defend yourself. That's what the second amendment is for. Exercise it, but know your limitations. Don't let it empower you to to get on and just vent about all the things you'll do when in reality, you're probably not going to. But you have now gave a prosecutor, a plaintiff attorney, 
ammunition for the lack of a better term to attack you well it's 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 one of those things that that i'm really proud to be a part of this organization for the simple fact that it has never been about the dollar it's never been about the sale it's never been about keeping a member at all costs um gary and i have both seen seen our ownership group come in and go write that guy a full refund we're done we're not gonna we're not gonna cover this this kind of action it's just crazy um and there's people out there that think that that's that's all you've done you've given them kind of insurance to go out and be idiots well that's and that's what the uh the press portrays it as too i mean they they really try and slam the whole industry uh which is incorrect um so is there so if somebody's a member do you ever review their things when they sign up yes how's that usually usually only after we've had some kind of indicator of a problem uh generally if if a member joins you know we're sitting with tens of thousands of members we don't routinely go in and do a background search but if somebody makes a comment on facebook that is questionable or if they submit we i handle most of the what if questions and we get a lot of what if questions if some of those questions are so far out of the norm we may then take a deeper look at this person as a member as as mike darter has said we we don't want everybody as a member there are people we do not want to join ccw safe we're proud of our members and i can tell you from being with the company almost six years now from and rob and i get notified of every emergency call that comes in period when i started it was a handful of, you know, a month. Now it's on days we've had as many as three to five calls back to back. Uh, when we get these what if questions, well, back to my point, with all these emergency calls that we get, the most 99% of them, the, the, the member did exactly what we would have done in the situation. So that's why for me, it's counterproductive to allow people to just write whatever they want to on your Facebook page. Uh, it, it, it People don't understand that that jury that's determining the legality of your action has got a very short window to get to know Phil Naiman. So if Phil, I may have known Phil for 30 years and I have a good picture, that jury is going to have snapshots to judge you by, one of which may well be your your social media conduct. Well, it will be. It, it I mean, will be. When has there been a case where it hasn't come up, right? It's, it's going to be part of the package. I can tell you when I started investigations 32 years ago, uh, the internet was something that I was familiar with, but didn't do much on. It was now, just a sparkle in Al Gore's eye. Yeah, there you go. He just had that concept. <laughs> but uh, 
32 years later, it's one of the first thing investigators do. When I was with the district attorney's office, if I had a whole high profile case come in, the first thing I did was look at your social media. And then I would screen grab it and use that, the, whatever was available there as grounds to get a warrant or a subpoena for everything you've done. Then we'll send out preservation letters to Facebook, Instagram, all of them, and uh, say, give us everything you have. Well, there's been several high profile cases, but the FBI has raided um in the last couple of months. Number one thing that grabbing too is their cell phone. They're taking somebody's cell phone. Boom. And look at what information you have in there, right? Your your gallery, your pictures. It's a computer. Um, you got private your messages, notes. Yeah. They see a lot of hunting pictures in mine. They'd probably be pretty bored, yeah. but yeah, but you you're absolutely right. That's in uh, in that also, when you hear the the people arguing about the Second Amendment only applies to flint locks and that sort of thing, the First Amendment is now being applied to a computer. Mm -hmm. So it 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 develops as society develops. Uh, but Rob can tell you, getting those phones is one of the first things we do. There's a device called a Celebrite. You plug it in. I've got every email, every text, every picture, uh, every website you've ever visited. Uh, and all that is used to paint a picture of you. And things you think have been deleted and trashed and that you've got rid of and you did not. If, if right. I have that physical structure there, I, I have that ability to get a lot of that stuff out of there. People just don't, they don't understand that once you put it out there, it's there. It's you just, own it. So, it, it's and, and even, even different web, you know, uh, like brave or some of these things are supposed to be privacy browsers. They're not, they may not, they may not sell your information, but it is recorded. Everything is recorded. Anything electronic is recorded. You just have to realize that this, this little audio clip is going to live forever. I'll be dead, buried, and pushing up begonias, and this thing will still be available, right? Yeah. Lucky all of you listeners. Absolutely. I if you if you got just a minute, I'd like to go over a few of these that I just yesterday afternoon sat down and and went through our social media and pulled some comments off of it. Uh, the the first one. I understand what they're saying. Uh, he says, I never leave the house unless I have one or two on me and my conceal and carry permit is the second amendment. Second amendment. Yeah. Well, people will understand. I, I believe that the second amendment is what it says it is, but the Supreme court who has been, have the ultimate authority on determining what constitutional law is have said, and these are their words. Don't get mad at me but that reasonable restrictions are not unconstitutional, including having a permit. So if you tell somebody that doesn't know any better, well, the second amendment allows you to carry anywhere and they end up in New York city. Guess what? Right. 
they're going to go to jail. They're going to lose their gun. They're probably going to lose any hope of ever having carry rights again. Uh, we see that one over and over and over. The the Second Amendment we love, we support, but there are limitations with that Second Amendment, and they are defined by the Supreme Court and under under current law. You know, yeah. and so well, even that we Bruin have to... decision. Right. The Bruin decision that everybody has misread says you can't put unreasonable restrictions on getting a permit. And that's what New York was determined to have been doing. Uh, another one, uh, take the warning live labels off everything and let natural selection work it out. <laughs> well, what have you just told everybody? Human life doesn't matter to you. Uh Here's one that I, I think see. he was trying to say stupid human life doesn't matter to well, and, and while I understand that what they're trying to say, it's not what you should be saying. I get not it. Not what you I should be saying. No shotguns spread out. I don't have to be a great shot to hit my target. Wow. Well, that's He's obviously great. never shot. Sporting hit, plays. Yeah. If you've, if you hit your target, as you just said, it spreads out. What about all those other people if your target happens to be 15, 20, 30 yards away? This is, this is all one day? No, one this day. is – I pulled all these – some of these – all of these comments were left within the last two to three weeks. I found them uh, – it, it's rare a, a comment goes with – it's rare that I go a day without getting some kind of comment like this. Carry wasp and hornet spray oh, better yeah. than pepper spray. So they say you can always use it for a club. Well, so wasp and pepper spray, right? I had a background as an exterminator. One of the things you learn is if you're using poison in an instance and the person dies, it's first degree, right? Mm -hmm. the, the intent was, uh, yeah, no. Wasp and hornet spray is some of the most horrible stuff out there. It is not, yeah, wow. That's a really bad choice. The second one that follows that same line, oven cleaner works too. This was a response <laughs> to that comment. Better yes. than pepper spray, so they say, no, I'm sorry, I confused. Oven cleaner works too. If it gets in their eyes, they are screwed. The lie will blind them. Wow. How would you like to be a civil plaintiff's attorney oh. with that line when you were suing somebody that sprayed oven cleaner in someone else's eye now if if my girlfriend is home and she's cleaning the oven and she's attacked hey you do what you have to do but to recommend that as a as something to carry uh first of all how are you going to explain that you had a, a can of oven cleaner on you well, i read, I read, I read a facebook post that suggested it that's why i yeah, did it exactly well, let's talk about that so uh, person A makes this comment about oven cleaner, all right? Person B carries it, uses it, and then says, well, person A told me to. Is there liability on person A? I believe there is. Uh, we'd have to get a civil attorney on here, but I can. Uh, there's a good chance you're going to be named in that lawsuit as well. And that's that's the bad side of this type comment, is somebody who has not done their own research sees it on our page and thinks, well, I read that. I'm going to go try that. That's why opinion. we can't allow comments like that to stay because it's, it's bad advice.
it it can affect you, but it can also you're sending that message to people that are on our website looking for guidance. There, yeah. We have a lot of good discussions. It's why we do these podcasts. It's not just members that watch these podcasts. There's people out there wanting to learn, so they're finding it from every available source. It, it's uh, one of those things. Gary and I have both seen this over time. When you get people that have that emotional buy-in, emotional reaction, and they just start spewing garbage out that, oh, by God, I'd have shot him. I'd have done this. I'd have done that. And I've, I've always seen those people as individuals who are still unsure, and they're trying to convince themselves that they could take these actions if necessary as being somebody who has been in situations, countless situations that I could have justifiably shot a, a human being, but had the other tools and resources available to avoid it. I can't tell you how thankful I am for that, to have been able to, to do a workaround and not have to take a life. That's something that that doesn't ever go away. That's something you carry forever, whether you, whether you want to or not. And depending on where you're at in your maturity and and how you've prepared yourself to deal with things like that, that can be something that you know. Yes, I I have a a recollection of this. I'm always going to have a recollection of this. To this can ruin your life. It can ruin your career. It can ruin your family. Um, and I promise Gary and I have both seen every single one of those things. Yeah, that's a, that's a last ditch thing that I ever want to do. And so to just have that quick emotional reaction to something and jump on a keyboard and make some flippant comment, even though it may not be what's really in my heart. Yeah. At the time, I'm just bleeding my emotions on a keyboard. Um, it's one of For those the whole world to see. Yes, and you don't get to erase it. It's the same as as pointing that gun and and squeezing that trigger. As soon as that bullet is is as soon as the primer is impacted in that thing, and those gases burn, and your projectile goes down your barrel, there's nothing else I can do to to call that back it's already in motion it's gonna go we've done the same thing when we when we start typing on that on that keyboard doing silly things but let's say let's say even if that round doesn't impact a person i, I believe it's daryl bulky that says every round hits something yes right? so you know there is no round that doesn't hit something and we always say um, you you own it until it stops moving. It's got your name absolutely. on it. Absolutely. And then if even if you have missed and the DA is reviewing your case to go, hey, this is a concealed carrier. Uh, maybe they made a little mistake in judgment. Oh, wait a minute. They just posted shoot until they're dead. Dead men tell no tales. That's I see that one repeatedly. Dead men tell no tales. Uh, drag them inside after you're finished shooting them. Yeah. Well, if you've shown a callous disregard 
for human life, that DA may look at it and go, you know what? I think we need to file this, maybe even a misdemeanor charge based on what I see here. Yeah, something that 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 you've brought on yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, it's just one of those that, you know, again, it's it's one of those having having done this and worked in law enforcement and been an investigator. We always get people that reach out and go, "What do you think about this case? Did you did you see this on the news? Did you read this right. article? What about?" I've I've sent you some things. I've seen videos. Right. Hey, Rob, what's your take on this? Right. And, and there's so little that we can really truly comment on because you don't know the full depth of everything that went on. Um, you know, you had the one that you're talking about, Phil, that, uh, that you had recently sent where the kid is, is uh, jumped and the guy just knocks a crap out of him and he gets up and he walks out and he goes, exits the door, turns and pulls his his weapon, the threats, the threat's done. He's not being threatened anymore. He's been assaulted. He's been battered. It happened. Well, I mean, it's there on camera, but then he executes the guy and, and shoots him dead where he sits. And then, and then, so he does that. And then the comment section, yeah, great shooting. I'd have done the same thing, right? That, those are the pylons that happen all the time. And that's what we're talking about as guys. That window, I've, I've touched on this before with Don and Sean in, in different podcasts, that window of justi justification can be very brief. I, I describe it as a window. The window opens, you're justified, then it closes, you're not justified. That can do that, or it can stay open for a while. Yeah. Most concealed carriers that get in trouble it either react too hasty or they react to what was done, not what's being done. Yeah. So once it is past tense, once a threat is past tense, it's no longer a threat and your window of justification is closed. Um, and that's what our famous case here in, in Oklahoma City of the, the pharmacists that shot the armed robbers. Oh yeah. They're absolutely criminals. His window closed but his actions didn't stop. And that's why he is in prison to this day. Yeah. I remember seeing that. So just as a question in the situation we just talked about where the guys jumped from behind by a very, very large man slammed around, he goes out, he gets his pistol. Does he have a right to hold that person um, till the police come? Depends on the jurisdiction that you'd have to know that state's jurisdiction and laws. There are civilian arrests. You generally that uh, you you don't have the authority to use deadly force against an assault, a physical assault, uh, especially once you've disengaged. The only way you can really make an argument for lethal force with a physical assault is if you Ongoing. feel that your life is in danger. You're, you're, you're an immediate imminent threat of great bodily injury or death. Well, if you've so, got time to walk out and get your gun, you're not in uh, imminent threat of great bodily injury or death. So, so that's why I'm bringing this up. So he, here this guy gets just demolished right from behind by a criminal and uh, pulls his firearm. Now he fires. 
even if he didn't fire, but he tried to hold them, he could still have criminal proceedings against him in some jurisdictions, right? Correct. For pointing a firearm, kidnapping. If you don't have, if, if there's not a, a citizen's arrest statute, you could be charged with kidnapping. It's, you know, there's, there's many ways you can go wrong, but let's say you have that same incident and now that investigator who's going, well, he got really beat bad. We can understand maybe he shouldn't have, but this guy's really bad. He's been going around attacking people. Oh, wait, on uh, Facebook, you said, uh, if you, I've read that if you blow someone away, even for righteous reason, you're going to jail. So make sure there's nobody found. Well, now they find those those little things, those little comments can be the deciding factor on whether or not you face charges. And, and one of my least favorite comments is the most common. It's better to be judged by 12 than carried by six. Well, yeah, absolutely it is. Yeah. But what, have, what message have you just conveyed? What message have you conveyed if you're involved in that exact incident? Uh, where you've gone and got your gun and discharge. You've you've said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take, take action chances. regardless. You've predetermined the path that you're gonna go. That's what it yeah. looks like. Um it, you know, and it's one of those that I, I, another thing I want to want to add on to here is none of none of these comments and, and they're on our pages. We're not mining anybody else's personal stuff. They're there's some things that you go into some of these guys' personal stuff, and it gets way more outrageous, egregious, um, violent, however you want to look at it. Um, but none of this stuff is protected speech. It's not, it's not things that we can hold back from anybody, and it's not anything we would hold back from anybody. I think it's important that people understand that as well. Right, because if you, if you did, then you're compass after the fact sometimes you just don't want to be involved in that um it, it is amazing the other part that here we're talking about legal action there's an incident everything's going to be reviewed well guess what guys if you're just trying to get a job yeah everything reviewed if you've got these things on your on your your facebook page oh blah 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 i would do this is somebody going to want to put you in their workforce, in their office, if they're viewing you as a, as slightly unhinged? So it's important for more, you know, just a little bit of control goes a long way. I've got to the point anymore on social media when I get a friend request because of my job and because of doing things such as podcasts, I get a lot of friend requests on uh, Facebook. Mm -hmm. First thing I do now is go look at their page to see, is this somebody I really want to be friends with? And you and I might be politically and, and have everything else in alignment. But if that's all you talk about is politics and, and other sensitive topics, I just, I don't want that in my life. So I, I don't accept those requests from those type of people. Or or the one that has like one picture and it's been online for 12 years. Like, oh, what's up with this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, 
Hey, nope. so uh, I got to ask you a quick question here, Gary. Is that a scout rifle back there? That is. That's a Yost Bonnets scout rifle. Very nice. What's on uh, top? I bought it from, uh, I've got a si FFL on the side, and I bought that about 10 years ago. I actually visited the Yost Bonnet shop, oh, back around 2006, before they're now, Lou Bonnet's moved to uh, Montana and has Grizzly Customs. Uh, Ted Yost, of course, has his uh, his shop, Estate uh, Sporting, I believe it is. Uh, Ted started off as the gunsmith out at Gun, uh, Gunsight uh, and uh, just an artisan with with guns but that one is a uh model 700 remington i bought three of them from the same guy uh two model 70 winchesters in that remington so very nice Scout rifle was one of those kind of brilliant ideas it was kind of short-lived there they were real popular for a minute and then slowed way down I, I had one. I had the, the Ruger for a while. Mm -hmm. I had one of the Stires, you know, Jeff mm -hmm. Cooper, if you know the history of, of scout rifles, Jeff was a big proponent of it. And Steyr made the, uh, the scout rifle that he, uh, he had a lot of input in the design. Yeah, it's a beautiful piece. Very good. Well, we'd like to thank everybody for tuning in again. Um, Really, really honored that you guys uh, follow us and tune in. And we're hoping that we're giving you some little nuggets that kind of help keep you safe and, and on the straight and narrow. Uh, Phil, you got anything else coming up? You got any more hunts? You got uh, I'm, I'm I'm done. The freezer's full. We're all good with that. But, you know, I think one of the things that is important is people realize you guys have got the 30 years plus of, of law enforcement, uh, the detective, the investigation, you know, what's going on. And, you know, I just try and bring the layman's questions like, what if this, I don't have that background. So it's more along the lines of, Hey, walking down the street, what about this? And, and it's questions you may have answered 700 times already in the last couple of months, but other people haven't. So I think it, you know, it works well bringing that up i think well and i like to talk about gary's gun so well what, that's what you know for rob and i and 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 i hope that if if you're a person watching this and left one of these comments our reason is to give you the information available to understand that that one comment when a jury's weighing, weighing you go free or you spend the rest of your life in prison sometimes it gets down to this a feather tips one the comment can can be the deciding factor yeah uh so that's why we we try to share we're i'm not a super smart guy but i've been in this business a long time as rob has and we can tell you that sometimes it's the little things that make the difference between you walking out of a courthouse yeah. and you uh, walking out the back door in handcuffs. Yeah, they're little little traps, and and like Gary said, that may be the only thing that that tips that scale 
to that side. Everything else would have been enough that, that maybe we walk free. Um, they're, they're just important things. They're things that we think are, are big enough that we want to pass them on to, to our members and to, to everybody else that's out there tuning in. Um, want to, want to give a quick shout to, to, uh, Mickey Shook and his S12 bunch. Those guys uh, put on a great event again uh, here two weeks ago out in Tennessee. Um, if you guys ever get an opportunity, um, there was medical training and legal training and some uh, health-related benefits and exercise components and a lot of shooting but it's a beautiful place to train. Uh, I know he's already got his dates set for 2023. So you can look that up on his carry trainer stuff. And, and you know, not only is it a great training experience and a great facility and great food and all that stuff, it's a comic show in action with Mickey. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it was, I, I found it, I went in the May of last year and I found it to be one of the most comprehensive, well-balanced training courses I've ever been through. And it, it's absolutely a full meal deal. Um, you know, we started with a, a morning set PT session at 6.15 and we were walking off the line at 6.30 p.m., 6.45 p.m., um, so you're doing big, long 12 plus hour days. Um, but you absolutely get full value for the dollar that you spend for this thing. So, um, as always vet your instructors, uh, there's plenty of good training out there. Stay, stay plugged in, keep, keep honing your skills. And, uh, we'd like to welcome everybody and, and, have you give us your comments and questions. You can get me directly at rob at ccwsafe.com. And we look forward to seeing everybody next week. Thank you guys. Appreciate you guys helping today. Thanks, Gary. And, and leave your oven cleaner in the kitchen. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. God Bye. bless.